It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh, 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 it's the last show before the Christmas vacation is here. We are watching and or listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at BillyFMDFF Show. We're also available to you on YouTube. Subscribe to never miss an episode and download us on your favorite pod streaming app. Make sure you fire us up on your TVs above your fireplaces this Christmas weekend by downloading the MD's Fantasy Football Show on the Amazon App Store and also on your Android devices. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dowhower for the second night in a row because we want to talk about the MD's DFS contest and our lock bets of the week. Mr. Chaz Flaherty will be on in the second half of the show like he always is. So this is pretty much our Friday night show on a Thursday night while Thursday night game is going on. But Chris, how are we doing tonight? Are you looking forward for your Christmas season starting tomorrow? And how's your lineup looking? I am very ready for tonight. And I am excited for this opportunity to be week 16 of the season. I cannot believe we're this far along. It's We're winding down. Um, usually this would be the end of the season already for us. But with this new structure of our extra game that we add this year, so it's kind of kind of take us on longer, but I think I'm really excited to kind of see how this kind of unfolds and then really excited to do our last DFS shows. Absolutely. Remember, if you want to sign up for the DFS contest, all you got to do is hit the link. It's in the comments below wherever you are watching this live. We'll post it out on social media at Billy Up MDFF show throughout the weekend because it is the Sunday afternoon contest. We stick to the contest that have the most games for our MD's DFS showdown. So the link is right there. It's up there on your screen. Make sure you hit it in the comments. Again, it's free to join. If you win, you win one week of easy sports betting data, and your name will become eligible for the December giveaway from Championship Footballs at championshipfootballs.com. We are going to have a January giveaway because we are going to continue this throughout the playoffs and what something we should tell people now while we have people going into yeah while we go while we're going into our second uh week of the playoffs here we are going to do this show this particular episode of a show throughout the playoffs so we're going to talk about our lock bets going into it we're going to talk about our dfs contest we're still going to do a dfs lineup through for the playoff matchups throughout that so just everybody knows but this will be the only show we do we'll be down the once a week after week 18 is over. We do go all the way through week 18 just to help out those of you who are in those amateur hour leagues. I will say this, though. If you're in one of those leagues that has our championship playing week 18, you have no excuse anymore. The NFL extended the season. All you had to do was keep what you had in place and ended at week 17. You didn't need to extend. You didn't need to do any extra work. But I know there's people out there 
and we're here to help even those who are lost. And maybe next year you'll be in a better league. Baby steps, Chris, baby steps. But let's kick things off with your lineup. Let's try to win us some money going into the weekend. Yeah, so I think my DFS lineup is kind of exciting this week. Despite all the COVID things that have kind of unfolded, I'm trying to navigate that, of course. We did that last week. We kind of had to struggle with, you know, getting around those guys. So I start off the quarterback position with Matthew Stafford uh, taking on the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota. I love the matchup. Uh, the Vikings have been one of the poor secondaries that you can basically attack. Uh, Matthew Stafford's been kind of back on, you know, on stride in some senses. This game's going to be relatively high scoring. So I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford and what he can do versus Minnesota secondary. It's funny because I did some shuffling hours before the show with this lineup. Stafford was definitely in on a, an earlier version of this lineup because my number one quarterback, and he's only $6,700 this week. That is a steal. I know he has been lighting up the scoreboard, but to your point, against Minnesota, it doesn't get much better than this. And this is, even though it's only a 49 over under, at least last time I checked, we'll check again in the second half of the show. This is set to be the highest scoring game of the week, and I do think there's a chance it could be a shootout. You love the weapons and the matchup here. It's going to be in the Dome against Minnesota. So I do think Matthew Stafford will give you a high-end QB1 performance. I want to be going somebody a little bit cheaper, but I definitely love Stafford heading into this tournament. Yeah, I think he's one of the cheaper guys that you can play as a top-tier guy. So you pointed it out, you know, having a number one option at $6,700 is nice value. And I know why he kind of dropped the value because he hasn't, you know, slowly been putting up those top-tier numbers as of late. But you saw him kind of get back on check last week. And this week, he expected that to kind of continue, especially with the weapons, as he gets adjusted to having OBJ, Matt Jefferson being a second receiver. This Vikings defense gives a lot of big plays as well, so it also plays well for the Rams. Um, so another guy I think is probably going to be a staple of a lot of people's lineup and also involved in that game is Alexander Madison. We had Dalvin Cook news coming out that Kobe, he's going to be on the COVID list. Uh, Madison already plugs in as a you know, must-play. He's actually been more productive as the starter in the starting role than Dalvin Cook has been in that role. So Madison's one of the guys that you can pretty much throw in your lineup and have a guaranteed RB1 of $6,800. You really can't beat that value. No, not at all. You know he's going to get all the work. We know the drill with him. He's going to get all the work. He's going to be involved in the passing game, the rushing game, great chances for a touchdown. Not really a whole lot needs to be said. The Rams are a, a middle-of-the-road matchup. They don't scare you. They're not the greatest match in the world, but nothing to be fearful of. You know this Vikings team, this offense. They need their running game to work for the offense to work. Yeah, Alexander Madison, $6,800. Love it this week, especially in the Sunday slate where the guys are paying up for the most. I'm not really big on those guys. Remember, there's Jonathan Taylor. He's playing on Saturday, so he's actually not part of our DFS contest, what we're talking about on Sunday. So we don't really have the top-end guys. Well, running back for us this week, if you're attacking the tournaments on Sunday, for me, I'm looking for a little bit more value. I'm not going to necessarily look to pay top dollar. Yeah, and, and talking about that, the next guy is kind of, you know, epitome of that. And that's Justin Jackson. I'm paying him $4,200 to be my RB1 against Houston. You saw what he was able to do kind of last week, filling in for Eckler. And even though Eckler played, you know, Jackson looked really productive out there. He seems to be that clear-cut kind of backup guy. Can you still see Kelly evolve possibly? But you're excited about this matchup above all against Houston. You team that, you know, anybody can let up. We saw Rashad Penny have a wonderful game a couple games ago. And Jackson's also the guy they kind of throw the ball to as well. So you see a decent floor for this guy. It's a big play opportunity. $4,200, you really can't beat that. Austin Eckler's on the COVID list. He's the closest thing they have to Austin Eckler in playing that role. So, yeah, he's going to get a little – he's going to get mixed in on the passing game. Maybe maybe he gets shortchanged on the goal line, whether it's a Joshua Kelly or a Larry Roundtree who will also be active in that game. That's a possibility. But his overall usage and the matchup, you got to love it. I also have Justin Jackson. He's in my flex position, however, not my RB spots. But we both have Justin Jackson heading into our lineups this week. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that when you can find a great value, you definitely want to try to plug and play. Um, my other receiver position, this is one of the guys that you just have to have in your lineup, I think, right now, especially after last week, and that's Cooper Cup. When a rod until he dies, $9,100. Now, it's still not a bad price for a guy who's been absolutely dominant in fantasy compared to most players. I mean, a lot of the big top-tier running backs get to, like, you know, the ten grand to eleven grand mark. This guy's still $9,100. He's been the most productive guy probably weekend we've out for anybody. It's him, and it's Jonathan Taylor. Nobody else is even close to that RB1, to that wide receiver one position at all. It's it's the whole other tier level. I'm with you. I got Cooper Cup in my lineup too at $9,100 because there's value to be had. And we'll, we'll, as we go through this lineup, so we'll show you that. There's no way you can't afford to have Cooper Cup in your lineup right now, especially against Minnesota. And I love the Matthew Stafford Cup stack. Uh, of, will that be a popular stack? Sure. 
Who cares? It's going to be there for a reason. It's good value still at the end of the day. $9,100, top price you could pay. It doesn't matter when it comes to Cooper Cup, who's had over 100 yards and at least one touchdown throughout the entire month so far, at least the last four weeks. Last week, he had two touchdowns. He's going to keep this thing going. Absolutely. And one of the few guys you can really justify paying top money to right now. Because a lot of the other guys are kind of questionable if they're going to even play or which roles are going to be if they do. Um, the other receiver, no question, this guy's going to probably play and probably have a, a key and huge role for the offense. And that's Antonio Brown, $4,900. I think this guy walks into being the receiver one for this team. Tom Brady's going to have a lot of frustration to kind of take out after being shut out versus um, last week versus New Orleans. And this week, you kind of expect him to kind of try to get back on track. A big part of that should be Antonio Brown. Uh, I think this guy's set up no matter how much he kind of plays, quote unquote. I think it's not going to matter. He's going to probably be targeted a healthy amount. You saw last year when he kind of came off like uh, basically off the streets within a week, they were already kind of use, using him. Um, Tom Brady loves to throw to this guy. So I think there's no reason he won't be doing a lot of that, especially in a full point PPR league. I love Antonio Brown. I love his value this week. Uh, yeah, we also have this. We it's funny. Last week, I think we didn't have like any of the same players. This week, we ne- we're up to three already of the same players going into this week. Yeah. It, you hit the nail on the head. The $4,900 price tag for a guy who could be, from a usage standpoint, at the very least, a wide receiver one is too good to ignore. We know Brady loves Brown. He's going to look for Brown. He's got no choice but to look for Brown and Gronkowski heading into this matchup anyway. Carolina's not the same defense they were a few weeks ago. And I keep on reiterating that because everybody keeps telling me, well, it's a bad matchup. This is not the same defense they were in the first half of the season. This is a team that's reeling right now. They're falling apart, and they're not even probably going to have a full, healthy secondary heading into this matchup. By the way, Stephon Gilmore, he doesn't really shadow, so I don't expect him to follow Antonio Brown all over the field like they will probably move him around to do so. Brown has been practicing in a limited capacity. I know you can only take what Bruce Arian says with a grain of salt, but they do seem pretty confident that he's good to go. He'll play. I'm not really worried about his activity level, let's say. So, yeah, I love Antonio Brown, too. The value is too good to pass up. Yeah, and just to talk about that Carolina point real quick, Gabriel Davis had a pretty nice performance last week for a lot of fantasy owners scoring two touchdowns. So I think there's definitely some numbers you can get playing against the secondary. Um the other receiver, the one of the receivers I am willing to pay and willing to pay top money because I think he's one of the top tier receivers right now, one of the top tier fantasy players. That's Justin Jefferson, eighty one hundred dollars. I'm pounding the crap out of this, this Rams Vikings game, obviously, but I love the opportunity for both these guys in both the running back backs and the receiving. Um, I think we look at what Justin Jefferson's been able to do. Even Adam Thielen comes back, you might have a little bit of questions whether he can kind of get the volume you want in the red zone. But what you don't have a question right now is Justin Jefferson cannot be covered by anybody. And he's basically dominating out there and comparable to Cooper Cup and maybe a Hunter Renfro. I think these are two of the one better receivers you could have in your lineup right now and expect that you're going to get what you hope to get. I'm really curious to see what your tight end flex and defense is going to be with you fitting Justin Jefferson in with Cooper Cup. I like the bold strategy. If it does wind up being the shootout that we're hoping it will be, you have to like it. We just made the point about Stephon Gilmore not shadowing. Unless it's DK Metcalf, apparently Jalen Ramsey doesn't shadow either. He'll always shadow DK, whether he's playing well or not. Apparently, I don't know what that is, but he'll always do that. But don't read into what you saw Tuesday night into, oh, well, that means Ramsey's definitely going to shadow against Justin Jefferson. He might. I'm not saying it definitely won't happen, but that hasn't been how they've utilized him throughout this season. And with Adam Thielen being back, it may put more of an emphasis on that won't happen. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things you pointed out on yesterday's show about Adam Thielen, you know, kind of being in that slot receiver where Jalen Ramsey might see more often than see him, where it's going to meet Justin Jefferson gets funneled the ball even more. I'm all about that. So I love Justin Jefferson's opportunity. Um, so we talked about where I'm going to spend my money at the tight end position. I think that I saved a little bit of money, but still didn't, you know, go to the bottom of the barrel. And I, I, I keep going to this well over and over again uh, versus the Houston Texans is Jared Cook's tight end versus the Chargers tight end versus this Texas defense has just struggled this entire season versus tight end position. It's almost a guarantee score a touchdown versus his team. You know, can you talk about, you know, weapons being kind of iffy. You have Justin Jackson out there because all secular pies are going to play. We're not going to have Parnum in this game. I think Jared Cook has this tight end position all to himself. I like the opportunity. I think he has an opportunity of a good floor, but he also has a pretty good chance of a good ceiling as well in this game. Yeah, you want him to score a touchdown. And that's all you have to do with this price tag is all he's got to do is score you a touchdown and you'll be completely fine. You made a great point. With Parham expected to be out after that really nasty injury last week, Jared Cook will figure to get a lot more of the usage that had been siphoned off of him because Parham 
was kind of emerging as a guy they want to be able to utilize on a consistent basis. And we're starting to kind of use a tight end by committee there. That's why Jared Cook hasn't been very good this season. But against Houston, yeah, the opportunity is definitely going to be there. You're looking for low-end tight ends. You might not find a better value of Jared Cook because you're just looking for a guy at that point to score you a touchdown. Yeah, and like I said, you're also not going to have Austin Eckler, so that might even lead to a couple extra targets just because while Justin Justin kind of fills that role, he doesn't feel quite the same feel quite the same way. So I think Cook has got a chance to really be productive this week. Um, so in my flex position, I did I went to the kind of you know look for some value. This guy is kind of sharing back time backfield time right now, but I still like what he's been able to do once he's come back off you know the IR or the injury reserve. Um, that's Jawad. I'm oh, sorry, that's Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard practiced. Uh, Miles Sanders has not practiced the last couple of games. Whether he plays or not, I'm not really too worried about it. Jordan Howard seems to be kind of their hammer in that backfield. He's averaged about 15 carries per game since he's been kind of put back into that, you know, that mix. And he seems to be the guy they prefer to play him and Miles Sanders if they can. Jordan Howard's not necessarily involved in the passing game, but he's guaranteed to get a touchdown in this matchup. And you just love the opportunity for to run a guy who's going to 15 and even made 20 touches versus horrible second, I mean, horrible defense. He'll get a touchdown if they stop sneaking it in with Jalen Hurts, and we'll, we'll see if that happens. But uh, now, Miles Sanders has not been able to practice so far this week. He's dealing with a legitimate thigh issue. It was kind of hard to tell because you know they came out of the game on Tuesday. No, they weren't having practice on Wednesday. Even today was technically kind of a walkthrough practice for them. It wasn't a big one. Tomorrow will definitely be more unveiling as far as you know what Sanders' playing time is going to be like. To your point, though, the way they're running the football. Howard is pretty much guaranteed at least 12 to 15 carries. That number goes plus 15 if Sanders misses on top of it. Match against the Giants, yes, it's a good opportunity for a touchdown. Even maybe if Sanders is out, a possibility for 100 yards as well. So not a bad play there for the price. $4,200. Exactly. Yeah. So then finally, um, I've talked about this all year long. I'm not big on spending necessarily a lot of money on defense. And a lot of times I'll just go to the bottom of the barrel and a lot of times it's worked out. So I'm just going to go with the Panthers' defense. I know we talked about kind of down upon them about you know what Tom Brady can kind of do and Henry Brown could do. This Panther defense still can get a pass rush. They still can get some turnovers here or there. You're just hoping maybe you get lucky kind of because when you look at some of these secondary or some of these defenses which you can pay for, most of these defenses don't score double digits. Um, so you're really getting between six to eight points on average in a DFS league. So you really don't want to pay too much, and you're just kind of taking a chance that maybe somebody does something or gets a return or something along those lines. So for me, I'm going to the bottom of the barrel. Carolina's the cheapest defense you can buy, and I'm going to play them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. If that's the price tag for getting Justin Jefferson in your lineup with Cooper Cup, I'd be willing to pay it. So I don't have any issue there, even though I'm not really sure what Carolina's going to do defensively. But to your point, all it takes is one pick six to make a defense fantasy relevant. That's all you're kind of looking for in this one. Before we hit the break, I do have a question in here. It is playoff time, so we want to help everybody out, even though this is a redraft question from Danny. asks, uh, Madison, Justin Jackson, Patterson, Swift. He wants to ask, who, which one do we sit out of this group? For me, it's going to be Justin Jackson. A lot of great options, first and foremost, but of Swift yeah, plays. Yeah, nice league. If Swift, if Swift plays, it's a great match against Atlanta. He's going to be heavily involved. The thing about Jackson, especially in redraft leagues, is that there is the possibility that he gets vultured at the goal line. He doesn't have as much touchdown upside as these other guys do. So that would be the one that I sit, depending upon how the rest of this weekend plays out. But ultimately, don't think you can go wrong. Yeah, I love the Madison Swift option. But yeah, I think you can't go wrong. Patterson's not a bad option versus the Detroit team either. No, 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 none of them are bad options. None of them are bad options at all. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got my lineup to talk about, and then we'll have the second half of the segment. 
for the second half of the show with the segment with Chaz Filardi. Talk about our lock bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. MD Nation, we want to welcome in a new sponsor of the show called Props Fantasy from PropsFantasy.com. Props Fantasy is a website and app which allows users to import their season-long fantasy teams to challenge other season-long fantasy teams. Their crucial difference is that you can challenge other teams that you are not playing in your league that week or aren't even in your league or not even on the same platform. The idea behind Props Fantasy is to let casual season-long fantasy players use the teams they already have to engage in daily fantasy-type contests for winnings. Users can wager anything from $1 up to $1,000 on a head-to-head challenge. Props Fantasy even harmonizes the scoring. If you are in a PPR league and your opponent is not, Props Fantasy will default to a half-point PPR or you can manually adjust it. They also handle things like standard lineup versus super flex. Their developers are fantasy football diehards and have thought of everything, including IDP. So if you think your season-long team is not just the best in your league, but the best in all leagues, this is your chance to find out and win money when you sign up for the Props Fantasy app today at PropsFantasy.com. So join in on the fun. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back. MD Nation to the show. You are listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at BellyUpMDFF Show. You can always check us out on our YouTube channel. Download us after the show on your favorite pod streaming app. Make sure you download yesterday's show, too, because yesterday we went through the full week 16 preview. So listen to that on your car ride to your families. Listen to this show on your car ride from your families. Get good fantasy advice. Win some money on the way back, and it'll be a happy, happy holiday for you. Make sure you're also downloading us on the Amazon App Store. Fires up on your Fire TV devices and Android as well. All right, we went over Chris's, Chris Dowhower, that is, his line of card for the MD's DFS contest in the first part of today's show. Remember, if you want to join in, it's very free, very, very free for you to play. Just hit that link in the comments wherever this show is streaming live. We'll also promote it out throughout the weekend because, again, the contest will not take place until Sunday afternoon. Now, for myself, your host, Dan Mater, let's go over my DraftKings lineup card heading into this. Now, we do have three of the same players, as we pointed out, so we'll see exactly who's able to win this week. I did win last week. So we'll see who's able to hold down the fort again this week. I think it'll be me again. We'll see what happens. But Chris, I'm going to hit you off with this one. So this is the reason why I didn't go with Matthew Stafford. I had to go back to Tyler Huntley. It's $6,000. Lamar Jackson has not practiced twice now. I really don't think Lamar is going to play. Right now, Tyler Huntley is that guy in tournaments where I know you're going to run and you're going to throw the ball to your main guys and that's going to open up the possibility for touchdowns. Maybe you don't go for 250 yards and three passing touchdowns, but maybe you get 225 yards with two passing touchdowns. Maybe you tack on 60 to 70 rushing yards with another touchdown. You get that stat line. He didn't have to be as impressive as he was last week to get QB1. So give me Tyler Huntley at $6,000. Yeah, you're making me look bad here because that's definitely a guy I'd have in my lineup if I knew he was for sure playing. I think you're reading the tea leaves, and I think that you're probably going to be right that he more than likely will be out. I mean, Lamar Jackson more likely will be out and will be Tyler Huntley. Having said that, I think that is one of the best plays you can have. I talked about having Madison and Jackson in your lineup. It's probably you know, mainstays the guys you can kind of save money or Antonio Brown. He's also one of those guys that I think is one of the most valuable quarterbacks you can have in your lineup, especially a $6,000 price tag and with the floor you talked about with the opportunity to run the ball and the team that they can use to score against Cincinnati that can score as well. So I think you're going to see him have a nice game if he's out there. I think he's an absolute smash for $6,000. And I'm just going to follow up with this, my tight end, because I stacked him with Mark Andrews. I think if you play Tyler Huntley, you have to stack him with Mark Andrews. There's nobody he's targeted more. There's nobody he's thrown more touchdowns to since playing for Lamar Jackson this season than Mark Andrews, who I do have as my number one tight end on the week. He's $7,000, not quite priced up as high as the Travis Kelsey, who may or may not play anymore at this point. But I have to have that stack if I'm going to play a Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I think it's one of the wiser moves that you can make. I mean, Mark Andrews is probably one of the hottest players you can have right now, particularly the tight end position. And you have a guy that is a favorite no matter who the quarterback is going to be, so there's not necessarily a change in lineup if there was to be a switch down you know, on Sunday and Lamar wasn't suddenly to play. 
think Mark Andrews is one of those guys that you just love having in your lives. And he's kind of switched the roles with Marquise Brown a lot, where he's become the receiver one. He's actually running the deeper routes. Marquise is kind of running the underneath stuff and kind of the shorter routes. It's kind of interesting to see what's going on right now in Baltimore. But no matter what, Mark Andrews has been productive. Absolutely. So we get back to my running backs. My number one running back is going to be James Robinson. He's in my top 10 anyway, and he's $5,900 going up against the New York Jets team who allows everybody to run on them. No Carlos Hyde. He's going to get all the work. I love his chances for a touchdown for 100 yards from scrimmage, maybe a little bit more than that. He is the Jacksonville offense, or that's not saying much, but he is the Jacksonville offense. Give me James Robinson at the $5,900 price tag. Yeah, I mean, outstanding price tag. Thank you, Urban Meyer, for basically giving everybody a gift this week. Yeah, uh, I think he's definitely one of the values you can have in your lineup. And I think worst-case scenario is you get a James Robinson game that you got last week at 75 yards, possibly a touchdown, and then you're feeling good about what you did with that, how much you spent. Then I go to Ronald Jones at $5,100. It remains to be seen how big his workload could be. We know he's going to be the lead back. That's not questionable. But I don't think he necessarily gives up all the passing work either. Brady has to check the ball down to the running backs, number one. Keyshawn Vaughn had a really bad drop last week, and they look like they don't really trust Keyshawn Vaughn out there in pass protection anyway. They just signed Le'Veon Bell. Do you really think he's going to be that much of a factor, especially this week, or even really at all while he's on the team? I don't tend to believe he will. So Ronald Jones might be looking at a bigger workload than people are even anticipating. He's also in my top 10 running backs this week, and at $5,100, they did not adjust the price for Leonard Fournette being out or getting injured this past week. I absolutely love it. I got two top 10 running backs under $6,000 this week, Chris. Yeah, I think you absolutely can. I think he's a steal. A lot of my other DFS leagues, I don't have him in this one I talked about, but I definitely have him in a lot of other ones. Outstanding value, $5,100. You love what Tampa Bay has been getting out of that running game all season long. One of the few teams that probably has a true RB1 a potential as well in this offense. You think about the price tag for like a Nick Chubb, for example, versus what you're paying for Ronald Jones, really would you expect anything different? So I think Ronald Jones is an outstanding price, $5,100 to have in your lineup this week. We talked about we have Cooper Cup. We talked about we have Antonio Brown. This third receiver is my key. If he hits, I'm telling you right now, I'm cashing out big this week. Cortland Sutton at $4,200 is my contrarian play of the week. Drew Locke, you are a scrub. Do not get this twisted. But the one thing you do well is actually take shots to the perimeter receivers on the outside. You love Cortland Sutton. He practiced in full today. He's ready to go. I'm, I'm taking him. I'm taking the shot that he's going to catch everybody off guard. He will be contrarian play. I love the value of $4,200 for a guy that I know is finally going to be the number one target in this offense this week. Yeah, I mean, I want to be excited for Cortland Sutton. I absolutely love Cortland Sutton. You know that. And is a guy that I want to be excited about the contrarian play. I think it's definitely a contrarian play. I hope that you're right. I think Drew Locke does look for this guy more often than not than Teddy Bridgewater, of course, did. Having said all that, number one option right now for this offense is Javante Williams. Number two option is Melvin Gordon. <laughs> that seems to be the offense. And that, therefore, I don't really trust anybody, no matter what Drew Locke you know, kind of wants to do. I don't trust what Pat Sherman is putting out there right now, but I, I hope that you're right because I love to see Cortland Sutton falling out. That's why he's, he's a great do. epitome of a contrarian DFS tournament play where the opportunity has a reasonable explanation as to why it would be there, and it's not something that anyone's going to feel comfortable with. Everyone feels like you do right now. And like, Look, if this was redraft, there's no way. If this, if this is a cash game, there's no way. I'd have Cortland Sutton in there. But for a tournament... For a contrarian play with a guy you know who has the ability and the added target share that you can make an argument for, these are the type of guys you look for to win these big money leagues. So that's why I'm very excited about the Sutton play in this scenario. Please don't get it twisted. Do not play Cortland Sutton in your playoff leagues or on your cash leagues. You have other options to be able to go with. We talked about Justin Jackson being in my flex. I did pay up for defense. Now, it actually worked out for me last week, and it's not something I typically like to do. But we're getting to the point now where we can kind of more easily predict defenses that are going to perform well. I'm taking the Eagles defense against the Giants this week. They still don't even have announced who the hell their starting, starting quarterback is going to be. And frankly, I don't care. This is an offense that can't move the ball. So you do have the floor that you, we're not expecting the Giants to score a lot of points. That's the number one thing. They should give up some sacks. They should give up some turnovers. And that could be enough for an Eagles defense to really pave the way at $3,600. I want to take my shot with them in this matchup on Sunday. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend money on your court, your defense, not a bad play. Of course, you like to pick on this Giants offense. Jake Fromm could be the starting for the first time in his career. So there's a lot of things that you could take advantage. And, like, one thing that's a little bit down for the price tag is that the Eagles defense has kind of cooled down, especially in the turnover department, where they're not quite as, you know, good as they had been, where Darius is basically taking a, a, a turnover each week for a touchdown. Um, not a great pass rush either, but overall a great matchup. So if you're going to pay for a defense, not a bad idea for a guy to go one to go with. That's our lineups. Again, remember, sign up for the contest. It is free. All you got to do is hit the link. It's in the comments wherever you're watching this live or after the fact. It doesn't matter. And make sure you're going to our social media account at Show. We'll promote it out throughout the weekend. If you win, you win one free week of Easy Sports Betting data and you get your name eligible for the December giveaway for a championship football from championshipfootballs.com. Uh, Chris, because of the dates, we have New Year's Day is next Saturday, correct? So, yes, this is the last week for December. So this will be the last chance you have to get your name eligible for this month. We'll have a new one starting in January, starting next week for the new year. Uh, but everybody, we're going to be taking a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll have Chaz Flaherty joining the show. We'll talk about our bets of the weekend. We'll win you guys some money. So a lot more to come on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Everyone stay tuned right after this. It's the holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. So get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back in MD Nation. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show streaming to you live on social media at Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch every single show. Download us on your favorite pod streaming app so you can listen to us on your car rides to your holidays and fires up on fire TV. When you download us on the Amazon app store to search the MD's fantasy football show, and we'll also be available to you on your Android devices through that too. I'm your host, Dan Mater joined here with Chris Dow. How we spent the first half of the show going over our DraftKings lineup cars for our free MD's DFS contest to win a championship football from championshipfootballs.com and one week of easy sports betting data all backed by this man, Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly, who's fresh off of his show right before the holiday. Yes, we lost tonight. Oh, no. On, uh, I, I didn't know what to do. We don't <laughs> normally lose. But Wes had, uh, Wes had the first half UCF team total over. We also had San Francisco's team total over. We maybe end up going over too. However, we have a guarantee, right? You're guaranteed to catch tickets or you get your money back. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. So, Chaz, we got for actually once we had some we got some live action NFL wise going on right now, too. So we'll keep our eyes on that. They're about to head in the halftime pretty soon. Anything standing out? To, well, for, you know, first and foremost, what are you doing for your holiday season? That's what I want to know. Well, as soon as I get off the air here, I have to trim a whole filet mignon. So, I, you know, you buy the whole thing. Yeah, and you got to trim it up, and then I'm going to do a marinade. Even though you don't technically need to marinate a filet mignon, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I do it anyway. And then I uh, got all the shopping done today. I waited in line for an hour to get into the Italian market because I'm Italian and I have to have Italian food. Uh, but that was worth the wait because the, we've got some really good stuff. So, so we're we're excited. But <clears throat> my show is done now we, for the year. So, uh, my question for you is: the the contest that we do, it's going to be on every week. But if you're out of the playoffs, are you done? If if you didn't make your playoffs in your league. Absolutely not. That's the beauty of the MD's DFS contest. It's the beauty of DFS in general. You could be done and still love playing fantasy football, win at fantasy football, and still have a reason to listen to this show. That's why we keep going throughout the playoffs and everything, because there's reasons to play. There's reasons to get excited. No, there's no doubt. Listen to your show. It's going to make you a better player when you met money. There's no doubt about that. No, oh, absolutely. I won again last week. Everyone's got to catch up. You got to get better. You got to get better. We got to win this. So far outside of me, there's only one other contestant whose name's eligible for this month. That's why we keep trying to push this thing. Uh, but as we as we go into Christmas Day, we have two games, two NFL games right off the bat. So ho ho ho, NBA step aside. You no longer own and dominate Christmas Day. The NFL is here to ruin it. Not just one year, but two years in a row. And if they can continue to do it, they they will try to. I absolutely think the NFL will purposely start scheduling at least two games on Christmas Day, no matter what day of the week it falls under. After all this, but I digress. We're heading into this game with the Browns, the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are at minus seven. The over-under is set at 46. We still don't know exactly yet officially, but the vibe is that Baker Mayfield will be active tomorrow. Jarvis Landry will be active tomorrow. And they're going to get a couple of their offensive linemen back, but they did lose their center. Their, their Pro Bowl center, Treader, he's out. He, he tested positive for COVID. He's definitely going to be out for this Saturday. So while they might get a couple guys back, they are going to lose some key pieces as well. I just don't see how the Browns, even if these guys come back, they didn't practice at all this week. I don't see how the Browns are not going to look rusty going up against a well-oiled machine in Green Bay right now. I have Green Bay covering this game at minus seven, and I'm calling it one of my locks of the weekend. Hmm. Hmm. What do you got, Chaz? Well, you know what? Well, we talked about that recently, like an hour ago. <laughs> it's crazy right now, isn't it? It's really hard. Yeah. You you normally would want to get your money in on Green Bay at home early in the week because that line's not going down. It's only going up. But it's just it's a crazy time. One of the teams in this one of the teams in this game, one of the teams in this game is currently on a 15 game streak in the first quarter where they are 2 and 13 against the spread. I no, I don't I'm gonna have get, a I guess you're saying that's Green Bay. I need that clock. Yeah, it's Green Bay. Who is Green Bay? All, all that does is it gives you the opportunity to say, hey, we all know how good Green Bay is. We know how much you're covering. They're covering the second half. They're covering the game. So don't be afraid to not bet necessarily against them 
in the first quarter. But hop on that live action, you know, halfway through the first quarter, and your line could drop two, three points. And as how many games have you lost by if you had two or three more points, you would have won. No, can't disagree. Chris, what are you thinking about this? Well, first of all, I like Chaz's approach of going all in on the second half approach. Not only just going on and betting the second half, but also betting against the first half. I like that, Chaz. <laughs> uh, but in this game, I think the one of the things that you, you like is Green Bay has been seen to be in a rhythm. Cleveland's been struggling, especially offensively as of late. They really struggled versus the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Last week was kind of hard to kind of judge this team. They just you didn't really know they were going to have most of the week. Um, having said all of that, I do have a little bit of trepidations. I talked about yesterday's show that Green Bay is due for a dud. Um, so that's why I'm not super excited to bet on this game. But I can't argue logically that Green Bay shouldn't cover because right now they're the better team and clearly better offense. Okay. Okay. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, this might not be my pick for our three team parlay, which were we close to hitting that last week, Chaz? I don't think we did hit it, but I think we were close. It was that we? team. It was that yeah. team. <laughs> it went up by 14. I text it out. You know what? My family hates when I do this. I explain to them, there's no juju, okay? There's nothing I can do in San Diego that's going to impact a game where that Green Bay is paying, no matter where it is, okay? (laughs) Get that out of your mind. There's no such things as jinxes and and, and mushes and all that stuff. But I did text out to you, we're really close to going 6-0, because <laughs> <Susie that's>, did. <laughs> whoever was dominating somebody, uh, who, who else we have? Oh, I can't remember these bets off the top of my head. You know how many bets we give out per oh, week? No, 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 no. Trust me. I, I. <laughs> but I do, remember, I do remember Saturday night. I went out with my buddies, uh, and we do this every year. We, we, we have a, a little Christmas get-together. We're down at the beach. And I said, you know what? I forgot to bet the Saturday night game, which was the Colts in New England. But it had already started. So let's just hop on the Colts team total over because, you know, again, for two months, you've heard me say that. And I couldn't get it for the game. Only was available for the first half, nine and a half. So I took it. Then they scored to make it seven nothing. So I said, OK, let me look again. It's up to, you know, 13 and a half. So I bet it again. Next play. Not two plays later. Not even three plays later. The next play, they blocked the punt and scored a touchdown which in the NFL doesn't happen, as you know. Normally, the ball squirmies, does that funny squirmy thing out of the end zone, and you get a safety. And I won a a live-action play in less than a minute. It was really, really a great, great thing. (laughs) That is is awesome. And it's really funny because the Colts are the Saturday night game again this week. This time, they're playing against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is basically a pick They got this line set at minus one in favor of Arizona in Arizona. The over-under at 48-and-a-half. I feel like I want to take the under. I don't know if there's going to be a ton of scoring in this game, especially if the Colts get their way. And I'm betting on the Colts to win this game outright. Not that that's you know a big a big thing because they're only plus one. Although if you want to take the point, you want to take the plus one, you want to win them outright, whatever. It's basically the same thing at that at that point. But if they play their game with Jonathan Taylor and control it the way they have been with their defense playing one of the hottest defenses in the NFL right now, Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, without Rondale Moore, most likely could be without James Conner, who didn't practice all week, but they're saying that they still think he might be able to play. That's a lot of t- that's a lot of offensive players for a Cardinals team who just got killed by the Detroit Lions going up against a much better team, the Colts. Here, I think they'll play better than what they did last week, but I don't think they'll beat the Colts. I'm taking the Colts here to win this game. I'm staying away from the over under, though. Chris, what do you got in this one? Yeah, I definitely think it's a pick and key. I think it can go either way. I think Arizona has been playing very poorly the last couple of weeks, and you kind of expect them to try to get back on track versus Colts teams. Colts teams are one of the hotter teams you can kind of face. So it's going to be kind of a clash of two teams going different directions. I think Arizona is probably still, even without the Hopkins, probably the more superior talent overall as a team. But the Colts seem to be better as a team of what they have identity, what they want to be right now. So I think it's, I think you know, Vegas has got it in pretty good. But it's definitely a pick them. The over-unders, I'm kind of curious because I'm going to guess that. I'm going to go to Chaz on this, but I'm going to guess the points for these two teams, especially the Colts in Arizona, have been pretty probably high. So I, I'm imagining this, this might want to go over um, according to numbers, but I was kind of curious to see what you see, Chaz, in the, in the stats. Well, you know, Dan mentioned that, that he, he was afraid the Arizona wouldn't help, basically, with the over. And the Colts have scored 27 points in 8-9. But here's, here's the stat. Remember, this is the MD's cheat sheet. That's what it's called. It's the MD's cheat sheet. I go through every single game. 
every single line, every single point spread, that whole easy sports data that you can get at belly of fantasy sports.com. And I say, what's jumping out at me is, oh my goodness. Well, oh my goodness for the Colts is if you bet him in the first half, the last time you lost, it was late September. Now, when you say bet him in the first half, you bet them to cover the first half spread. Yeah. Right. right. If you bet them in the first half, the last time you lost was September. They're 11 and 0 in the first half against the spread. So there you go. <laughs> at least take it for the first half, like at the very that. least. When you hear numbers like that, you should have started listening to me when I was saying 4 and 0, 5 and 0, 6 and 0. Because if you go back and you go to the, the empty fantasy show clips and you watch these numbers, it's the same teams with the same numbers. One of the things I talked about on the show is we go through these guys. You're going to see where the good numbers are matched to the teams you know are good, and the teams that stink have stinky numbers. It's really that simple. All right. I like it. I like it. So Colts first half as a lock, and I'm taking the Colts for the game. Parlay that up, maybe, or throw two separate bets, whatever. You cover yourself one way or another. Let's move into Sunday. So the day after Christmas, and everybody's all hung over from joy and all their toys, and the kids are going crazy with all the new gifts they got. Turn up the TV nice and loud because Washington football this Sunday. We'll kick this thing off with the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots. One o'clock. Is it going to be the ugly, ugly fest that we had from a couple of weeks ago? Or because the weather's actually supposed to be decent this weekend. It's not, it's, it's not going to be overly cold. It's not supposed to be super windy. It's not going to be rainy. It's not going to be snowy. What, what kind of a different game are we going to get? It's in New England. They're favored by minus two and a half points. The overrunner set at 43 and a half. So Vegas is not expecting a high scoring game here regardless. And I tend to agree. I got to think Buffalo wins this game. If I'm going to bet this game, I haven't made up my mind for sure that I am. But if I am going to bet this game, I'm going to take Buffalo plus a two and a half points because I think they finally figured out, you know what? We have to give the ball to our running backs and let them run and have a balanced approach offense is what we saw last week. I don't see why they wouldn't continue this week. And the Patriots, while they've been a top defense, you can run on them if you commit to it, at least 50% of the time. So I'm going to take Buffalo. They learn their lesson. They get this win at plus two and a half. I'm going to want the points, though. Chaz, are you seeing anything on the data here for this game? Yes, I am. And it shouldn't surprise you because... The teams that are good are good, and teams stink or stink, right? Well, New England in the second half, in their last 11, they've lost once. They're 10-1 against the spread in the second half. I may have mentioned it before. I like betting second halves. All right. And we're going to talk about this later in the show when we get to the, some of the other teams, and maybe they don't have the coaching that New England has. Because okay. really, who talks at halftime? Halftime is 15 minutes. Who does most of the talking? The coaches. Right. You got bad coaches. They're telling you bad things. You come out in the second half and you stink. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a game that I think I want to bet Buffalo. I want to hear what you're coming with. I think they should win. I think they're the better team. But I also watched this team, as kind of Chaz is alluding to, be outcoached numerous times, especially on the offensive side where they're, you know, you, you kind of give them credit for what they did running the ball last week. I don't think they necessarily learned a wrestling. I think Brian Dable's heard this over and over again the last couple since he's taking over the coordinator position and still continues to do the same thing week in, week out usually. So I don't know if that's sort of thing's going to change. I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game. That part I think Vegas has got. I think the difference we're going to see in this game versus in the last game was that there will actually be both teams will actually be in the 20s. Uh, Matt Jones will complete, you know, actually more than the pass. So I think those two things <laughs> we'll, will be we'll throw more big than three passes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I had to win another three times that game, so I didn't matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're going to see, you know, maybe Josh Allen's going to be a little bit more effective when he's not throwing into like 50 mile an hour wins. So I, all those things will, I think, you know, kind of balance out the equation. But I still think this is a game that I don't want to slow it back because I think Buffalo should win. But I think the Patriots have the better coaching. So that's where I think you're going to so see. Chris, you made a great point about the, the Buffalo coach. At some point in time with that talent, and every year you're supposed to be doing better than you're doing, and with a great quarterback, I mean, you know what? At some point, the coaching's a liability. Yeah, it definitely can be. Uh, Chaz, there's something you've liked to say on this show quite a bit, and that is whoever's playing the Chargers, they're getting 27 points. I have to say I don't think that's going to happen this week against the Houston Texans who have no Brandon Cooks and are one of the worst offenses in the NFL. 
The Chargers are here. They're favored to cover on the road, minus 10. The overrunner set at 46. Actually, I think that's a little bit high because I, I don't think Houston scores more than 10, 14 points tops in this game. So I might be a little bit high for my blood. Chris, what do you got? Well, just to help Chaz out, I know that usually the numbers was a 27 when you land to play the Chargers in LA. So I don't know if it's necessarily on the road that carries through as well. You know, it was that yeah. home thing that they kind of carried those numbers. Um, having said that, I think that, the, you know, you're definitely – don't think Houston's going to score a lot of points versus Chargers team. Um, despite the Chargers kind of having a lot of guys injured, kind of banged up in their in defense right now, it's not going to matter. Davis Mills isn't going to have Brandon Cooks throw the ball to. You can't even care about the running back situation right now. So I think you look at this Houston situation, it's hopeless for them offensively to be able to put up any points in this game. Yeah, Chargers minus 10 for me. Chaz, what do you got in this game? Yeah, no, it's exactly what it says. It says that the Chargers allow 14-plus in the second half in 12 of 13. Again, you know, that's we're talking about two-thirds of the season. But <laughs> the Houston in the second half in 13 of 14 scores 10 or less. So, you know what? Sometimes they want to give you the points. You can't take them. <laughs> uh, let's go into a, a really interesting AFC North divisional rival matchup. And I think we can – this is one of those games where I, I would say normally wait until you know the quarterback's playing. But I think you can actually bet this game either way right now if you wanted to because Tyler Huntley of the Baltimore Ravens showed last week he can hold down the fort in the offense. They're going into Cincinnati. This game's set at minus three in Cincinnati for the Bengals. The over-under set at 45. I'm taking the over on this one. I think the Bengals and the Ravens are going to have a shootout. Chris, go ahead. I see you smirking over there. I don't know if they're going to have a shootout. You have two slower-paced offenses in the league playing worse each other, so that's going to be kind of interesting. Last week, the Packers and Ravens put up 61 They did, and and Aaron Rodgers threw absolute laser beams for touchdowns, (laughs) so I think that that's part of the equation of what you kind of saw happen there. Um, I don't know that's going to happen even. I love Todd Hutley, but he's necessarily going to be lighting it up like Aaron Rodgers can. Um, having said that, this game should be a decently scoring game. I think they should be in the 20s. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, there's not going to be any teams or anything like that. I think the game is going to be basically the Ravens' season in a lot of ways. The Ravens can basically go from a team that was a uh, well, number one seed a, a week ago to a team that could be completely out of the playoffs after this if they were to lose this week. So they also had a lot of things going on in the division as well, where Cincinnati can take a stronghold, or stranglehold, I should say, of the division with a win after that dominant victory they had over the Ravens earlier in the season. And the Ravens are going to come out to play this game, so I don't want to bet on it because I think Ravens should win or are going to win. I can't necessarily think logically that should happen, but I think Ravens have the pride to show up this week. Um, the over-under thing I kind of want to stay away from because I think you have two teams that are right from over each other working go either way really, simply, you know, really easily. I want to throw a caveat in before I kick this over the Chaz. The Ravens are the most COVID-ravaged team this week, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They are missing 20 players. It's the story, of their, cur- it's the story cur- of their season. There's no way they win this game. <laughs> the Bengals are a lock for me at the minus three. They were a lock for me last week at plus three. They're going to be a lock for me again at minus three. Because oh, that the was, Bengals yeah, that was the are going to this game healthy. That was the second game that was yeah. an easy winner, and I gave us Green Bay. But anyway, here, here's one thing about this Baltimore team. They said they had, at one point they had nine players, right? That's all they had on defense. They couldn't practice. They only had nine players. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, they had, they had nine guys practicing, like, inside, kind of like in a bubble, and they had other guys. They basically had guys practicing in different areas trying to – decrease the spread that has been taken hold of this team because they're worried they're not going to have anybody left active. This is one of those games where kind of what we saw last week, once the team gets up to that like 25 player threshold, which is what the Ravens are at now, the NFL might start to look at the possibility of delaying this. So this is one of those games I do have on my radar that could wind up getting delayed to a Monday or a Tuesday. So just keep your eye out for that. But as it stands right now it is expected to play on Sunday and I just think the Ravens are just, they're, they're too under the weather. They're too under the weather. You know, one, one of the things that I, I talked about a couple of weeks back was when these numbers were 9 and 10, and now these numbers are 11, 12, 13, 14. You know, we're talking about the whole entire season. Well, these numbers from the Easy Sports data, they had COVID too. They, these are the same numbers from the same season. Yeah. And the Baltimore hasn't given up any points. Any points at all in four of their last five first quarters. If you bet the under in the last 12 games that Baltimore played in the first quarter, you're 10, 1, and 1 for winning. Winning. So it's one over, 10 unders, and a push. Um, 
But you're right, Dan. I mean, <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I will say this, though. The Bengals, not usually a team that scores in the first quarter either. So that could be one way to approach this uh, as well. Let's move into another one of our matchups, though. Another one everyone has their eyes on trying to figure out what is this team now going to be without Chris God, without Mike Evans. We got Tampa Bay. They are still favored at minus 10 over Carolina, 42 and a half over under. One of the lowest over unders you're going to see Tampa Bay be a part of this season. They just had to put Levante David, one of their middle linebackers, on the IR too as well. But when it comes down to it, Cam Newton and whatever mixture of Sam Darnold that Matt Roll has in his mind heading into this week is just not good enough to put up enough points for me to be terrified of Tampa Bay not covering this game. I'm going to have to bet on Tampa Bay minus 10 heading into this matchup. But Chaz, I'd be curious to see what you have the date on this one. Yeah, uh, if you're betting the game, you bet against Carolina in the first half. They're one seven and one against the spread, so you got to push. But over five of five, first half and game, their last five games have all gone over. What do you think? What was the, first of all? We don't have any data. I checked all my records. We don't have any data on how Tom Brady handles the game after getting shut out. He's <laughs> only twelve years old. I, mean, it's a good point. I will say the game after he had a really bad one against the Saints earlier this season, he had one of his best games of the year the following week. But again, that goes back to he had all of his weapons. I mean, you're 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 down quite a few weapons heading to this week. They have, not been, they, they have not been scoring consistently, but right. at home they were putting up points. That's what made that so shocking. You know? No, I totally agree. Chris, you got a feel for this game? No, I, I think this is a game. I, I understand your logic. You're wanting to bet on this game in Tampa. You think they kind of bounce back. But I think it's too close that this game could be low scoring, that they don't slay cover, and that's where I wouldn't bet on this game at all. Let's go to the highest over-under on the week. That's the Rams and the Minnesota Vikings, and the highest over-under this week is 49. We don't have a single team in the 50s when it comes to an over-under. We're not expecting a lot of points. At least Vegas is not. I do think this game, though, does get into the 50s. I do think we're going to see a good amount of scoring going both ways. It's in Minnesota. The Rams offense, I think, is going to open up a little bit more. They're not playing against the the NFC West divisional rivals in this matchup. Minnesota's got one of the worst defenses, and when they have to score, they typically do score. That's Minnesota, that is. So I do think you had a good shot for the over here at 49, but I also love the Rams at minus three and a half. They're just a superior team right now. Minnesota Vikings going into this thing without Dalvin Cook. I want the, I got the Rams covering this game, and I have the over. I would be good with the same game parlay here on top of it. But Chaz, what are you looking at in that data? Yeah, there's really nothing that jumped out at me on my... Uh, remember, it's MD's cheat sheet. MD's cheat sheet. I don't sell this one. This is personal. This is my, this is my own stash. But that's, the, that's more of a wake-and-bake discussion, isn't it? So let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get back to the, the game. Kind of weird that the Rams are 10-4 and four and they, they technically aren't really controlling their own destiny. Yeah, no, not yet. Well, not yet, because if Arizona keeps losing, it might be sooner rather than later. And that's, that's what's going to be interesting about that Saturday night game. Uh, Chris, what do you got in this matchup? Yeah, I think that it's definitely – I'm betting on the over for sure in this game. I think this is one of the games I'm very confident is going to be a high-scoring game. I love what the Vikings can do versus Rams team. I love what the Rams offense can do versus Vikings defense. I think both teams are going to be able to produce points in this game. You're not going to worry about weather or anything impacting this game. So it's got a great, great smash spot for both games. And – Matthew Stafford, you know, I know it's a different uniform, but has historically done well versus Minnesota Vikings as well. So you put all those things together, I think it's definitely over. As for the point game, I think the Rams should cover and should win. I'm just a little bit nervous that the, this is the Vikings season in a lot of ways as well. So I wouldn't necessarily want to bet on that, but I'll definitely bet on the over, like I said. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Let's talk about the Steelers and the Chiefs, because this game, this line surprises me. The Chiefs are, are favored at minus 8.5 over the Steelers right now. The overrunner set at 45. As of right now, we're not really expecting Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey to be able to play in this game. Now, the Chiefs need to get back their defense, but I think we're going to see a low-scoring affair, especially if those two guys don't come back. And the fact that you can bet on this game right now, not knowing exactly if they're going to play, I wouldn't bet your full load on it, obviously, because there's still variables that could change by then. It's not that they don't have any chance of coming back, but I would take advantage of the line being minus eight and a half, and I would take the Steelers plus eight and a half as of this moment and throw a few shekels on that and look at this. This is going to be a, a way it constitutes right now. It should be a low-scoring, close game either way. But, Chaz, do you see anything on the data heading into this one? Well, the low-scoring part in the first half, if you bet the 
last 10 Chiefs games. Now, we've watched them. We talk about the Chiefs every week. But remember, they weren't scoring. Uh, they're one and nine. So you've, you're nine and one. Nine unders, one over. But in the first quarter, in the first quarter, where was it? The first quarter, Kansas City, last nine games, eight and one against the spread. Okay. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is a game that you really can't take too much until you actually know who's going to play. I feel like this is almost a trap by Vegas where they're they're setting you up like they know something Kelsey's playing or Tyreek Hill's playing and we don't know yet. Because at that, that, that point spread seems really like fishy to me where there's no way you should the Kansas City should be able to you know beat this team handedly without those two players, especially how much they've struggled offensively, as Chad kind of alluded to. Um, I think this is not a game that you wanted to be a part of because I think there's too many variables that haven't decided yet. I don't want more clarification. Well, that's why I would I would throw like I said I would throw a few shekels. This isn't one I would make my normal like high end bet. I would throw a few dollars on it to take advantage of a wonky line as things are right now. And then if things adjust, maybe you hedge yourself and and get back into the other side of the things or, or whatever the case may be. But I, it's too good of a value for me to completely pass up at the moment. That, that's just what jumps out to me when I'm looking at this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Chaz, you have a lot of experience when it comes to that. If, are you well, willing to do I something like that? And I, I didn't want to say anything. But I don't know. I've been doing sports betting weekly going on nine years next year. And, and the bottom line is that the line looks funny on Sunday. Talk to me on Monday. It's going to look clear as a bell. <laughs> <laughs> really? Isn't that they know you, know, you would want to think that they don't get the injury reports any sooner than the rest of us. But yeah, you know what? They got, they got guys that that's their job to find out those things. So in, in that respect, um, if I was touching that game, uh, I, I could, I've watched Pittsburgh enough. I don't think Kansas city is the kind of team that's going to allow you to get back in the game. Once you get down, they're just not allowing points. I don't have it in front of me because it wasn't. Remember, the MD cheat sheet is double ditch. Everything's double ditches. I got a dozen of them. That's happened every single time or or 90 percent of the time. One hundred and ninety percent of these are these happening. The Chiefs are not giving up points. And, and Pittsburgh wow. has had a couple games where they made remarkable comebacks. I don't see that happen. If they get down, I think they're done. That, that part, I completely agree with you. Let's skip ahead to Sunday night. It's Washington and Dallas. I guess because of Dallas, we get this game. I don't know. I would just like we got to this part of the season where you're supposed to be allowed to flex games out. Look, can, why are we watching this game on Sunday night? That's all. I, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I know it's Dallas Cowboys, so everybody they always get the prime time matchups. They're favored minus ten and a half. The old runner set at forty six and a half. Uh, some news in this game: Taylor Heineke did get out of COVID-19. So he will be the starting quarterback this week for Washington. It's a little bit of an upgrade over Garrett Gilbert, at least anyway. Uh, <laughs> look, honestly, uh, yeah. It, I mean, I know I hear, I hear, I hear you coming from on that one. This is going to be a no contest for me. I want to bet Dallas minus 10 and a half. They are that much better than Washington. There's no doubt in my mind, but it's a no contest for me because Dallas has not been blowing away people the way that they should. But at the same time, you can't really trust Washington to do anything offensively. By the way, Washington may not have Antonio Gibson, so they may not have their running game that they've been leaning on to keep these games closer than they've been leaning on for the past few weeks on top of it. So that, that's a big deal for me as well. So I'm probably not going to bet this game. If you want to bet this game, I'd say I'd lean towards Dallas minus 10.5. Chaz, I'd love to hear what you have to say, though. Yeah, I don't have any, any data uh, on, oh my God, data, but I do know that one of the reasons Washington had that little run they had is they weren't giving up any points, but of course they weren't kind of playing anybody. Remember you're when you're in that NFC East, usually nine and seven gets you uh, the, the ring or, or the, the division and uh, they're 10 and four already. So they've got it right. They already clinched, I think. Yeah. Uh, and in that respect, that's so many points. That's so many points. Chris, anything for you? So we haven't got to that part of the show yet, but that's going to be my lock bet of the week. Dallas will cover, and Dallas is going to show you that they're the better team by far, and that's my guarantee bet of the week. Fantasy-wise, I hope you're right. Actually, going back to the Chiefs point, fantasy-wise, I hope you guys are right that they do know something we don't because I have Tyree Kill in the league, and I would love for him to be active and just not know it yet. Uh, (laughs) Let's end the show on the Monday night game. The Dolphins, the Saints, we got word that Taysom Hill, he's definitely out. Apparently, Taysom Hill's not vaccinated because they had to automatically rule him out. And he's going to have to be in the quarantine for the next 10 days. But also... Ian Book. 
Trevor Ian Simeon Buck. is out. So, yes, as Chris is chanting, Ian Book, the fourth-round rookie who is supposed to be the, I don't know, re- replacement for the Taysom Hill role at some point down the road, he's going to be the starting quarterback. There's no way I am not betting on the Dolphins in a situation like that. I don't care if it's New Orleans. I don't care if it's Sean Payton. I don't care if it's the Dolphins who have been not easily trusted. There's no way I'm not betting on the Dolphins to beat Ian Book because it is a pick em. The Dolphins are a minus one and a half favorite. So at that point, to me, in my eyes, that's basically a pick em. Give me the Dolphins to win this game. Give me the cover at one and a half points. I know the data probably won't show it, Chaz, but do you have anything? Yeah, well, again, it's the lowest under on the board. You mentioned the highest over wasn't even 50. This is the lowest over, and it's not even 40. No, it's but 37 and a half. If you look at their last 15 games in the first half, a game that Norlean has played in has gone under 13 of 15. So 13 and 2. <laughs> so we're going to see a 10 to 3 game, which honestly wouldn't shock me at all. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head is why I don't <laughs> love this game at all because I think it can easily be a 10-3 to 3 game. I think it's very exciting for this Dolphins defense to face Ian Book. Uh, just to give you know listeners a kind of a glimpse of Ian Book, this guy was drafted in the fourth round. He shouldn't have been drafted in probably the first six, seven rounds. This guy was not anything special. Um, we saw Nick Peterman have his ex- horrible debut a couple of years ago. Don't be surprised if Ian Book has a very similar production out there. Ian Book cannot play NFL quarterback number one. Yeah, Having said all that, Dolphins defense, number one defense, going to be on my rankings going into yes, the league, absolutely. by the way. <laughs> um, having said all that, of all the teams that can't take advantage offensively, it's probably the Dolphins who can kind of just stink <laughs> it up with anybody else can as well. So, yeah, I think that you make kind of nail on the head where I, why I kind of want to avoid this game. Um, 10 to 3, I think it could go either way. If this game was in Miami, I'd be all about Miami. But the game being in New Orleans, it gives me that little glimmer of hope that New Orleans could somehow, some way, pull out something. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't believe we're going to have to end the show on that Monday night matchup in particular. Uh, let's get our parlays. That way we can end it on a little more of a cheery note. Uh, Chris, you got yours. You can go first if you do. Yeah. As, just, as I said, I'm sticking to it. I'm going with the, the Dallas Cowboys uh, by it was 10 and a half to cover the spread. And I think that they're going to show that they're the better team and finally get back on track offensively this week. I'm going back to the well. I got the Bengals, the Bengals covering minus three again this week. I'm going back to the Bengals. Chaz, what do you have? We're going all favorites because uh, one of the things we didn't talk about is that uh, Seattle was another winner against the Rams last week because the team total for the Rams was under 23, and they don't allow 23. And if the Bears can score points, that would be a whole different animal. So I'm taking Seattle minus six and a half. Love it. Love it. That's a good lock bet as well. Uh, guys, is going to do it for the show. Now, remember, if you want to sign up for the MD's DFS contest, it is completely free to do so. Hit the link in the descriptions, in the comments, wherever we're streaming this show live on social media and or on YouTube. We'll promote it out throughout the weekend. If you win, you will win one free week of easy sports betting data that you can get your hands on anyway on BillionFantasySports.com. Also, get your name eligible for the December giveaway. It is the last week to be eligible for that giveaway to championship footballs from championshipfootballs.com. I'm your host, Dan Maynard. Join here, Chris Dowhauer and Chaz, as you always like to say. Always be cashing. Always cash. We'll see. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 